This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering Ipswich Town since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward and you're tuning into the pre-match show in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. This is our delayed Gillingham Away edition and making his first appearance of the new year. Seb Brown, happy new year mate, how are you doing? I'm alright mate, happy new year to you too. Did you have a good one? It was, it was alright, I did a little bit of work for the first time ever because I now live here. I didn't have to travel back result yeah so i i I did some work in between so i saved some annual leave which is a bonus for later (laughs) in the year Uh, and apart from that was very relaxed and all good how about you exactly the same very relaxed very chilled i i took two weeks off which was quite nice to be honest a nice break from work and got back into it as of last as of last tuesday but no football to talk about apart from well apart from wickham we had wickham and thankfully to be fair i did all the research for this um about two days before before christmas and thankfully gillingham very very uh, unselfishly only drew nil nil away to mk dons so the updates were minimal so a big thank you to, to steve owens and gillingham for that one <laughs> keeping our yeah keep, keeping our effort minimum that's what it's about <laughs> the pre-match show um we've got plenty to talk about obviously gillingham um and uh, room 101 coming up i think both seb and i are feeling confident for once after the last the last show's efforts were pretty much were pretty poor weren't they i think i won but i think the one but i don't think anyone won really it wasn't Um, a classic was it it was not um let's um first off we've got a special guest um let's go and speak to them um let's do some news and you can see if you are watching on youtube joining us now kieran stanley from ipswich town women the media officer um happy new year to you kieran Happy New Year, gents. How are we? Very good. How was your... We, no, we, Seb was asking us about our plans. How were your plans? A bit quieter than maybe normal as well, because the, you had some postponements and stuff like that anyway, didn't you? Um, I think there's usually a gap, but some games called off, weren't there? Well, we had a bit of time off. Um, but, I mean, it was, for me, the Christmas and New Year period was just like the same as it was every single year. Uh, it was no better or no worse than in previous years. So I kind of think that by the time you get to the sort of Christmas evening, you're kind of glad it's all over. Um, so, wow. Yeah, for me, nothing spectacular. Um, just just a pretty standard Christmas with the family. And, and that was it, really. So, um, yeah, I'm glad to be. Uh, I never thought I'd say it, but be glad to be back in work. I was going to say, it feels like you, you, you can't wait for the action to resume, which is great because it is. Um, we'll be talking about um, Gillingham for the men, but it's Portsmouth um, for ITFC women on Sunday, um, 2 p.m. at the Gold Star Ground. I guess we need to get your instant reaction. I, I, I was hesitant to ask Joe about this on our podcast with him um, available now. Um, but obviously we have to cover it um, last time out, defeat there. Um, but... I, 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 we're top of the league, obviously, still, which is great. Um, it's really tight up there now. But Oxford are no, to use a Mick McCarthy, they're no mugs, are they? No, they're a very good side at this level. Um, last season, at the end of the season, when the teams were selected for upward, upward movement, I believe they were only a fraction 
off of nipping Oxford to that promotion. So we knew that they were going to be a good side going into this season. And, and they proved just that. They've got a 100% record at home. They scored early. They've got a, some magnificent players and, and Beth Lumsden being one of them. She scored the opening goal uh, and showed her quality. And, and, and ultimately, just it just wasn't our day. It was an off day for us. And when you pair an off day for us with an, an exceptional performance from Oxford, it's just, it's not a good combination. So, um, yeah, they, they took the three points that day. It was disappointing for us, but I think Joe summed it up well um, when I spoke to him after the game. To win 11 games out of 12 in the league, to start our first season in Tier 3, phenomenal run of form, and ultimately the run had to come to an end at some point. Sad that it ended as it did, but now we've just got to refocus after a break and, and get back on another run. Exactly right, and and we were talking about the stats that you posted um, around Christmas time for the calendar year. I mean, it's it's really impressive stuff. So, um, it, you know, a bit of maybe a um a reminder of this is a level above, and we've just been promoted into it. Um, but it's useful timing, I think, psychologically, um, to think about the second half of the season and just go again, isn't it? So, um, Portsmouth um will be tough though. I guess mid table, um, clearly not as fearsome as some of the opponents we've played of late but again no mugs to use a mechanism I think Portsmouth are the most Jekyll and Hyde team in the league to be honest you either get an incredible almighty Portsmouth that could blow away anyone on their day or they'll go and drop points to to some of the teams that struggle you never know what you're going to get with them they're so unpredictable but we've played them a couple of times over the last couple of years We, we knocked them out of the FA Cup during that historic memorable cup run of a couple of years ago and then we played them, I think it was in April, in a post-season friendly at Playford Road. And, and we drew three all. It was a really entertaining game of football. So, yeah, it's going to be tight. It'll be very um, hotly contested. It, it'll be a real challenge for us, especially to start the calendar year with a game of that calibre. So, um, you know, we're looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully, you know, we're, we're going to be ready for it. I'm, obviously, when you come back and, and play a fixture after only one week's training, it's going to be difficult for both sides. But, um yeah, we're looking forward to it and, and hopefully we can start the, the year off on the right footing. And hoping for a, a decent crowd as well. Obviously, a few people travelling off to Gillingham, but um, unlike last time we spoke, no issues with fixture clashes and the like. So, um, yeah, hopefully. And, and a special guest, if I, if Twitter is to be, be believed as well. Yeah, so um, I, I wanted to make a, a bit of a thing of it. A part of my job is to try and enhance the, uh, the the fan experience at games and drive the crowds up. So I thought, you know, with this being a high caliber fixture to start 2022, I thought let's try and make a, a little bit of more of an effort to try and push it. So uh, we, we've got Bluey and Crazy coming. So I'm sure the kids will be delighted with that. Um, that always adds a little extra something when you get them to come. But I um, just want to say thanks to Dan Palfrey as well, the PR manager at the club. Um, this afternoon, I, uh, I collected uh, around 400 of the blue flags that were used in the pack up wow. PR campaign. Um, so they How will be scattered car? around. Uh, trust me, there is no room in the back of my car left now. Uh, the back of the car and the boot are completely covered in blue flags. Um, so, yeah, thanks to Dan for, for lending those. Um, so there will be a lot of blue flags in the crowd at Felix Doe on Sunday. Um, so any town fans watching this that are going to come to the game, pick up your flag, give it a good wave and let's make it a really, really good atmosphere for the first game. Brilliant stuff. Yeah. I, and also good to hear that the flags are being reused. Sustainability. That's what we want in 2022. You know, it's all about our carbon footprint, which is great. Um, Kieran, um, before we um, let you enjoy the rest of your evening, um, I was going to put this question to Seb, but he politely refused because he hasn't seen any games in person. Um but I asked this on the Naked Footy Show of Graham um, and Matt. Um, who's your player of the half season so far? Yeah, I actually spoke about this on the Tracks Girls Talk podcast uh, that, that Ross and, and our Captain Blue does. Sorry. No, I, no, I no. It's, that, it's okay. I, I don't know whether that's blasphemous. Other podcasts on other are podcast. available. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, I, we talked about that on there. Um, I put three contenders forward. I think ultimately, I think that there are so many different contenders because we've had a magnificent season and everyone has played a part in, in what has been a really, really great year. So I don't think there's, it's a case of a runaway contender. There's, I think you could highlight maybe seven or eight. Uh, but for me, the three I would probably put forward as, as finalists at this current moment in time, of course it can change, would be Abby Lafayette, of course, sponsored by Blue Monday. Um, Kyra Robertson and um, oh, what was the other one I put forward? Sorry, Barrett. Sorry, Barrett. 
uh, of course, having a magnificent season, um, nine goals, seven assists this season. So for me, it's, it's of those three. Um, I, I think there are definitely some other names you could throw into that. Um, I was saying, but we're close to the full level. The full level. Yeah, well, it's been, point, but that's it? how good it's been, isn't it? Yeah. You can you could literally not say a bad word about anyone. Everyone has had such a magnificent season. So even if someone doesn't win player of the year, they shouldn't be downheartened by that. I sit, it's just a reflection of how good the team has been as a collective. Exactly right. Um, so Felix Day Wharton, 2 p.m. kickoff. Um, you do the details. How much is it to get in True Blue? To give us a bit of a, a, an advert on that. Yeah, so it's 2 o'clock kickoff at the Gold Star Ground, Felix Day Wharton United. Uh, it is free for True Blue members and it is £5 for adults who are not True Blue members, £3 concessions, under 16s free with a paying adult. Um, hoping we're going to get a really decent crowd down there this weekend and uh, kick off the year in style. Fingers crossed. And the website for all the True Blue details? Yeah, so it's just head to itfcwomen.co.uk uh, and it's under the True Blue tab. Grand. Kieran, thank you so much for joining us. All the best for Sunday and thank for you. the rest of the season. And no doubt we'll speak again as well. Um, I, You can wave and say goodbye and I can press the button <laughs> and you can enjoy the rest of your evening. So thanks, Kieran. <laughs> thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers. There you go, Seb. You need to get yourself down to Felix Dunwarton so you can join the, the, the player of the season so far because it, it is, uh, you know, I, I think I, I mentioned Bonnie Horwood on the chat with Joe, which is still available, as is our interview with Abby Lafayette. But Abby's had a great half a season as well. Lots of assists, set pieces, um, deadly. We've talked about that. But um, yeah, you've you got it in I mind to, to try and make a match? Uh, yeah, I need to, obviously. Well, we've discussed something potentially maybe in a an away game uh, coming Ooh. up in the not too distant future. So we might do that as my first my uh, my first ITC women's game. But yeah, I need to I need to make sure I can stay a bit longer on a Sunday than, than start heading back because it's exact time. I normally hit the road at the A14 to get back up north if I'm back down south for a, uh, for a weekend. So no, it will happen. I will make it happen. Maybe Newcastle in the FA Cup. I think that's what we've earmarked, isn't it? Um, Last bit of news going back to the um, the men's team and the guys will talk about this, I'm sure, in the flagship show. It's not I'm not really gonna quote stuff at you, Seb, but Paul Cook has been it's doing one more one more surely, <laughs> one more outing. I've lost it. I have lost it. It was we talked about it on um the, the twenty twenty one review. I heard, yeah, I heard you say you've been practicing McKenna that much, trying to make it non offensive that you've lost you've lost your your poor cookism. That was just a graphic excuse. <laughs> I can't remember because it's like it's, it's it's up there, but I, I it wasn't that right. No, you died. No, I can't remember. I, I t- yeah, you see, if, if, as soon as as soon as a manager leaves Ipswich, they're dead, dead to you. Me. <laughs> so, but um, like a, a former manager that we talk about plenty on this podcast, um, Paul Cook is doing the rounds. What's uh, in terms of providing a little bit of sanity and reassurance to any Ipswich fans listening to this podcast, of which hopefully there will be a few. This is posturing and PR isn't yeah, it? Yeah he wants he wants a job doesn't he let's be honest it's he's where the appropriate amount of time he's we saw it with Lambert Lambert was everywhere wasn't he Mick obviously protects the brand and does what he does with his mates in the media and Paul Cook's just doing the same at the moment you know he's, he's ready for a job again he said in the interview he's sick of his mates he's sick of Christmas he wants to get back out there working so he's naturally going to paint himself in the best possible light uh, for any prospective candidate out there now I, I'm not sure if he would get a, a championship job I don't know he strikes me very much as a an older school manager so I'm not necessarily sure that a progressive club like we are hopefully moving towards now suit him anymore. Um, and, and let's be honest, some of the things he said were a little bit bordering on dishonest, shall we say, disingenuous. Certainly, I think you put disingenuous in the WhatsApp group, didn't you? So they're the kind of terms I would use. I mean, you, you don't go out, do you, and sign the kind of players we sign, especially on deadline day, uh, and, and not be you know expected to win promotion. We, we, we've been over it so many times, You know what was expected of him. I appreciate what he's saying about there's no recruitment room, and in the previous clubs I've done my own recruitment and my own fitness, etc. But that's the way modern football is now. You know, you have these departments set up throughout the club, so that if you change a manager, then you have minimal back back. back room and back staff changes and things could carry on as they are so un- unfortunately for me you know he's he was an older school manager it didn't work here he didn't work the first time around for the, the half season he had last year didn't work second season and he's just trying to put himself out there to get some work isn't he yeah a bit of slopey shoulders and a bit of history 
putting Paul Cook roast into spectacles, but I think we wish him well. And oh yeah, he's you, know, 98, you know the one thing that everyone has said throughout this. You know, at the end, Mick obviously annoyed the fans a little bit. Lambert wasn't overly popular, but I think from a from a, yeah from a uh, from a from a personal point of view, I think you won't find a, many of which fans say a bad word about Cook, will you? You know, he was so jovial, and you know he really got it, and he spoke like a fan. And he was so open and honest and in, engaging at the start and stuff. And you know, from a personal point of view, absolutely wish him well. It just it just didn't work. Here. Sometimes things don't fit, do they? They don't fit, and the, and the takeover. We we talked about it, a lot of this on that on the excellent twenty twenty one review pod. So go and give that a listen. But good reassurance, Seb. Yeah, don't read too much into ex manager quotes. I think uh, let's focus on the future. Um, and there you go. How about that a segue? How about the near future for us on the weekend? So Gillingham next up, Seb. Um, give us the state of the nation for Gillingham. Does not read well, does it? No, not having the best of times at the moment, are they? They had their, obviously their COVID postponements, one of which we were uh, unfortunately affected by over the Christmas period. But their their season is you know going from from bad to worse. They're currently twenty second in the league on eighteen points. Played twenty three games, only won three all season, drawn nine, lost eleven, scored eighteen goals, and conceded thirty four goals. So you know Kieran McKenna has got a pretty decent chance here to get off to build some momentum after the Wickham game. Let's be honest. Uh, lost five of their last six in the league. They drew nil nil on New Year's Day away at MK Dons, which I guess for them is quite a quite a decent result. Uh, MK Dons did kind of dominate things. They had. Six 67% possession and 17 shots, albeit only three or so on target. But uh, but yeah, Gillingham were, were certainly before that game in a, in a hell of a bad run of form. And hopefully we can obviously take advantage of that on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, in terms of providing some context as well, um, last season, 10th. In fact, they've yeah. finished quite well two. in the last... Yeah. Didn't they? I mean, they, they beat us to 10th, I think, in the season before, didn't they? Yeah. Um, lost Jordan Graham... Um, I think he's at Birmingham now, isn't he? Yeah. Um, also, Connor Ogilvy went to Portsmouth, who got a few assists, quite solid at left back. Um, keeper Jack Bonner went to Stoke, who kept 10 clean sheets. So there was definitely some They lost um, some quality, they? Yeah. Yeah. And lost a lot of quality been... and got no money in for them, obviously, because they were mainly free transfers and they left. So, right. you know, they didn't have a chance to reinvest either. Uh, I'm quite glad you'll pronounce Connor Ogilvy because I was looking at it trying to think, how am I going to pronounce that? Because last time I was on here, you pulled me up time and time again on the pronunciation. So thanks for doing that one for me. Yeah, I had to, I, I, I've got a few others that I'll, I'll, I'll try and get in there first for you. Um, Ogilvy. Yes, it's, you say how it's written, mate. See, um, I was saying Ogilvy, but that's clearly not right. So. Ogilvy. Ogling. Uh, and worth mentioning as well, I think just in the context of form, um, that five defeats in a row before MK, definitely punctuated by injuries to key players who are now returning. So, you know, clearly they're not where they are on the basis of those five defeats alone. The rest of the season has not been good, as Seppa said, but made worse by the absence of key players who we'll talk about shortly. Um, just a reminder, in terms of last season, um, we beat them 1-0, Seb, in October. That was the Teddy Bishop worldy, wasn't it? Right towards it? about the 82nd, 83rd minute. Right. I, remember, I don't think we don't think we played well, and then Bishop no. on his left foot hits one from the edge of the area. I think almost it was, it was it a half volley or just curls it or something. And uh, yeah, we won it. But yeah, I think we were pretty poor that night, if I remember, if I remember rightly. I was struggling to remember that game. So now you've described the goal. I can't yeah. remember it. And it was then quite late on, I know that. Yeah. We, be, we also beat them in the EFL trophy as well. But I worth saying that, that. We've, we've talked about it, neither do I. Ben Palami scored. I don't remember. I think Dobra scored a worldy though. I think Dobra hit a long ranger. It okay. might have been that game. But worth mentioning, the previous fixture was, we've talked about it already. Paul, Paul Cook's, Cook's first game. Yeah. And not a good performance, was it? Awful, wasn't it? Do you remember? It was really, seemed to be really disjointed and we'd just beaten somebody in a week. Was it Accrington or? Yeah. Accrington away, wasn't we didn't it? We didn't he was on the touchline, wasn't he? Sort of on the, in the in the stands, in the sort stands, of trying to yeah. yeah give advice, but obviously not because he hadn't officially taken charge. He was unveiled earlier that day, and we were all quite excited. But I remember us being absolutely woeful on that day. I think did change, it was one all. Uh, Chambers equalised, make it one all, and then was it a game where Sears played like a suicidal back pass, and they or he gave the ball away or something, and they latched I onto think, it and scored. I remember it being a really really poor performance. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we equalised. I think Chambers got us back to two one. Right, and they okay. made it three. I think I might be wrong. I yeah, think the Rasiers came on and got two assists yeah. for them, or some, something happened. I don't, I don't know. But I wasn't that concerned at the time because I just thought, oh, it's a new manager. You know, he's gonna, he's only had a brief bit of time on the yeah, on the training pitch, and then it, it will all come good. Little did we know. <laughs> um, worth focusing in on the home form, Seb. Not, yeah, not they are best. rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> joint joint bottom of the league of the uh, the home league table are nine points with Lincoln. Um, so not great at home at all. Um, they've played ten, only won two. 
drawn three and lost five of the home games, only scored seven goals at home this season, conceded 14. And of those seven goals they've scored, only two have been from open play. Two are from set pieces, two are penalties, and there was one own goal thrown in the mix as well. So this is not a side that creates a lot from open play and is crap at home. This Fill is, your boots, Ipswich. Yeah. Oh, come on, stop. I've, I've, it's a new era. Be positive. It's a new era. I'm positive. I just don't like us tempting it. Um, talk to um, it's, it's a new era in the Ipswich dugout. Um, it's an old era in the away. Well, sorry. It's a, in it's the, a large in the home era. Dugout, I mean, but yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a what era? It's a large era, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Steve Evans, our old friend. I think he's pissed off. Definitely Mick. Definitely Lambert. I think he has a habit of Lambert, riling definitely. people up the wrong way. Lambert was the one where he said he came from the wrong side of Glasgow or something and they had that spat on the touchline, didn't they? So, yeah, Evans is there at the moment. Been there since June 2019. He's nearing 700 games in his managerial career. So, he has been around quite a lot. At Gillingham, he's played 128 games or managed 128 <laughs> games. I love seeing him play. <laughs> be a great what position would you put him in? Goal, definitely, a definitely a keeper. Definitely a keeper. He's been like that. Do you remember that? It was was it the Lincoln reserve keeper when they beat us in the FA Cup was huge. The guy that was eating the pie on the the sidelines, it would be like that, wouldn't it? Um, So uh, he's managed 128 games, 143, drew 36, lost 49, so 1.29 points per game. Obviously, that's heavily skewed this season because the last two years, like we said, they were pretty comfortable in in, in mid-table. I think they were even challenging for the playoffs up until maybe sort of February, March time or so of last year. A little bit of a run, but never, never sustained it. No, they never got into the top six or anything. They were never really a, a genuine threat. But they, yeah, this year they've just absolutely plummeted down the table, haven't they? Yeah. I I just always remember he was manager at Leeds for a while. Yeah. I mean, he, only he seven annoyed, months. But. Yeah, he annoyed Mick during that time. We won it January, what about, about this time, 2016, I want to say. Brett yep. Pittman scored very late on. And I remember he really annoyed Mick after the game and said something. And Mick had a bit of a dig. Oh, that's it. He said, if it, I think we were sixth. And he said something like, if it was the standard of the playoffs we'll definitely be in there or something like that. It was something along those lines in his normal wind-up merchant. So, mm. yeah, he rubbed Mick up the wrong way back in the day. I couldn't find the re- I couldn't find the stats on whether he's been given any yellow cards, but you, I'd be surprised if he hasn't. Um, moving on, in, in terms of what to expect, we talked through some of the stats in terms of the goal scored is not great. Um, second worst in League One with Donny being the absolute worst. You talked about a lot of large contribution of goals in, in total, home and away, my number is 22% of their goals are either own goals or penalties. Yeah. Not great. Um, over 10 shots a game is the fifth worst in League One, but it's actually better than Ipswich. <laughs> Ours is 0.2. I've, I've rounded up, but yeah, not great. But of those 11 shots that they take, only three and a half are on target. And that's kind of your to your point about, you know, creating credit creating chances but also making them decent chances the big chances it just doesn't happen and one big chance the game is, is kind of all they yeah. cluster but you picked up on a very unlucky stat though so a little bit yeah i mean they've hit the woodwork 10 times this season you know i, I don't know what the you know what the, those chances were if they, how many points they would have added onto them but 10 times to me in 23 games it, it seems to me to be very very high yeah but, but then you can blame poor finishing, can't you? You know, if you exactly. technically it's, it's it's a shot off target. You know, it, it doesn't doesn't mean anything. I just thought, you know, that's that, that seems to be a little bit that's unlucky. I would say, yeah, exactly right. But not uh, in terms of not being surprising, knowing what we know about Steve Evans, but knowing what we know about the situation Gillingham find their in, themselves in possession, not great, and the style of play very yes. direct. Yeah, so 38% on average possession, which is the lowest in the league. They're perfectly, you know, they they, they don't keep the ball at all. Um, and their style of play is very much long ball. They're averaging 74 long balls per game, which makes up 26% of their total match passes. So, you know, you're looking at nearly one long ball every, what, minute and 20 seconds in, in, in the game or so. So, you know, be prepared for a bit of a, uh, a bit of, well, I guess after after Wickham, they'll be well well versed in it. But yeah, prepare yourselves for a bit of an aerial bombardment out from the back, just the defenders hoofing it over the midfield. And we're saying, and this is a stat that I picked up on, they have the the second worst pass accuracy in the division, just below 60%. Worse than them, and the worst in the entire division, Wink Wickham. Yeah. Wickham have the worst pass accuracy in the entire division. I guess we shouldn't be surprised by well, that. It's not surprising when you launch balls forward, you're naturally... But they're a know. promotion. Uh, you know, I just... Even in, even their long balls aren't accurate, is, is what this is saying as well. So, yeah. anyway, long balls, um, long shots... Um, and discipline not great as well, sir. No, poor, aren't they? They've had, uh, I think it's 40-something yellow cards and four reds so far, which is the joint second worst in the league. So they are a bit of a dirty side. They like to foul and they are are dirty. Yeah, Burton 
Burton and Shrewsbury, the only I think Burton have got four, Shrewsbury have also I've got five. So okay. they're quite a large number of red cards. In terms of systems then and, and personnel, let's start with the key personnel. You know, you know, Dave mentioned him in the pre-Christmas pod. No surprises who the key man is. Yeah, Vidane Oliver is their, their main goal getter. He's got six goals so far from 18 appearances. Did I pronounce it right, Vidane Oliver? Is that correct? That Excellent. Up, yeah. Excellent. Brilliant. Thanks. Um, yeah, he's the main man. He scored against us, didn't he, in the um, the 3-1 game. Uh, he's got two, did he, even two, yeah. Uh, and he's he's their, their main focal point. Now, the, I guess it might it might help us out, the fact that these guys have barely played. You know, their last game was December the 11th before the 0-0 draw against MK Dons on, the, uh, on New Year's Day. So I guess we're hoping that as well as being a bit rubbish, hopefully they're a bit rusty as well. Is that fair, do you think? December the 11th, yeah. Um, yeah, but we might be too. Maybe, I, I think yeah, actually, I think this, so a lot of, um, we'll, we'll talk about this more later on, a lot of suspicion and, and conspiracy theories about teams calling matches off due to COVID. <laughs> Gillingham have been subject to a lot of injuries yeah. during December and November. And actually, I think, this delay has worked out really well for them because Oliver had been out for a month. We'll talk about the guy who came in to replace him who didn't manage to get on the score sheet. Um, another player who's been out who, who I quite like is Carl Dempsey, sitting midfielder. He'd been out for a while as well, since mid-November as well. So a lot of players missing and suddenly, um, thanks to postponements and what have you, are now available. And, and Oliver came back for the MK Dons game, I believe. Yeah. Um, and the windows obviously open, so they've been able to make a signing as well. Yeah, um, so that, yeah we'll come on yeah. to that when we get to the striking options. So, uh, other player I've liked, I've picked out is Danny Lloyd. He can play wide or through the middle. So far this season, he's got three goals and two assists in twenty appearances. So he's kind of one of their main, one of their principal kind of creators. And for Dane Oliver, is the danger man to watch out for. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport Fan Network and NordVPN giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. And you and a name that's familiar a, to all of us as well. We do. We have an ITFC link. Yeah, Mustafa Karyol is there. He of the amazing Messi-esque 45 <laughs> minutes away at Preston in February 2018. Was there, I was there. He was phenomenal. He absolutely tore them to pieces. He's one of the quickest players uh, that I've uh, I've seen at that level. He was absolutely superb. And then at halftime, he never came back again. I think Mick did an interview after the game and said he had some tummy upset. And I think he made maybe two or three more appearances for us before before departing. On to, I think he went out to. to Cyprus, if I remember correctly, but but yeah, he's there at the moment. He started the last game, but he's not been a, not been a regular so far this season. And and 
we've been debating before we've started recording the formation. I think at the very least we can expect a four at the back yep. and a one up front. Yep. I yep. think recently they've had two sitting midfielders, but they at MK it was a kind of a four one four one. So I think what we'll do is we'll we'll give you a four at the back and one up top. Um, and just kind of talk through the key personnel because there's a lot of ever presence or players coming back in that we can talk about. Do you want to take us through them from back to front? Yeah, so the, the goalkeeper will be Jamie Cumming. He's on loan from Chelsea, like many sides do at this level. They've got a, uh, a Premier League sort of loney kid as their as their goalkeeper. So he's started every game so far this season. So he'll be in goal. Uh, the back four we would expect to be Ryan Jackson at right back. He's got one assist in 13 starts. Bit of a long throw specialist. So all of us that went to Cheltenham away and are still shell shocked by that e- by that evening, uh, brace yourselves. It might be a uh, a similar similar vein. Uh, Max Emar, he's a player I remember from being higher up the pyramid. He came through at QPR. And I remember, I think I used to sign him quite a lot on uh, Football Manager because I think he was quite cheap. And if he needed a centre-back, he was fairly decent. Uh, he's made 22 appearances so far this season. Uh, Reese Bennett, the other centre-back. Uh, he's, he's another one. Sorry, Max Emar is uh, I'm going with. Um, what did I say? Emar. Emar. Uh, um, he's another player who's been out injured as well and coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Reese Bennett, uh, he's come back into the side just before the COVID cancellations, made 16 appearances. He'll probably be the left-sided centre-back. And then Robin McKenzie's likely to be the left-back, one goal and one assist in 20 games so far this season. So the, the back four tends to be pretty settled with coming in behind. Excuse me. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, um, and from what I've seen as well, um, Jackson tends to, uh, on the right-hand side, tends to sit more than McKenzie, who will push forward on the left-hand side. So worth keeping a lookout for that. In terms of central midfield, I mean, there's, there's a cluster of players. We're not we're going to talk through all of them, but I think it's clear that there'll be at least one sitter. Yeah. The name that you've got is Jack Tucker. Jack Tucker. Yeah, defensive screen. Um, so he can, he, can, he can slot into the centre-back position as well if need be, but he's likely to be the defensive screen in the midfield. Seven yellows so far this season, but he's made 21 appearances, so he's fairly constant throughout. Dan Phillips is another one. He's been on loan from Watford, but he's, he's another one of these players who's been brought in in absence of more experienced players and Carl Dempsey, who I talked about before, is returning from injury. He, if he's fit, and I think he was on the bench against MK. I'd yeah. expect him to start because I think he's the captain as well. Yeah. And he's been missing. Another player who might be familiar, Stuart O'Keefe, who can play kind of sitter, but all the yeah. way through to a 10. But again, it's your stats here, Seb. No goals, no assists. You know you know what you're going to get with, with that kind of player. Ollie Lee is, is notionally, he's got the number 10 squad number, um, has been playing, but was benched against MK and only one goal and zero assists there. So the creativity is not in the middle, it seems, for this team. No, no, it's it's from the wide positions, isn't it? It's uh, McKenzie is the left back position, and Danny Lloyd. Danny Lloyd can play both sides. He's been playing sort of he, he's a natural left sided player, I believe, but he's been playing out on the right due to all their injuries and COVID suspensions. So that's where the threat will come from. It's likely to be him on the right wing. He's starting the right wing against MK Don certainly. So likely to be him on the right wing and probably Carriol on the uh, on the left wing. And they will and then, be supplying the uh, supplying the ammunition for our friend Vidane Oliver. Uh, came back against MK Dons after after a spell out. Um, as I say, he's, he's their he's their best player. Eighteen starts, six goals. Um, he's by by far their main threat. They've got a couple of backup options. The superbly named. I've got to be careful how I pronounce this. Gerald Sithole named after the town of Gillingham. Um, he's deputised, uh, but he's struggled to make a bit of an impact. John Akindi is there. Um, I don't know. I, I remember coming up against him. I can't think who it was for, but I know the name. Uh, 12 starts, one goal, but he is getting on a little bit. He's 32. And as we discussed earlier... Yeah, as we discussed earlier with the transfer window being open, they have now made a signing and it is a striker and it is from up the road. It's from Norwich. They've signed Tom Dixon Peters on loan for the rest of the season and given him the number nine shirt. He's uh, been fairly prolific so far in PL2, which is basically the reserves, I think, isn't it? He's got 13 goals in 15 games. So, yeah, if you want a bit of narrative, I could see him potentially maybe looking to uh, looking to cause some damage. Yep. So that's, that's our assessment of Gillingham. I'm interested on your sub, your, your pronunciation of their 19 year old striker will likely drop out and I thought and, and as an example you've you've take out Vidane Oliver and bring in a 19 year old youth player you know who's, who's who's not got any real experience you're not going to score goals are you and and Oliver no. is a big focal point for this team and his absence has been a problem he's back now is he fit I guess to your point previously Seb is the is the big question there but I'd be surprised if um, Dixon Peters starts over him but. Maybe Steve Evans might go two up front. You never know. 
Maybe. I mean, I think I think Dixon Peters, having only joined on, was it Tuesday? It's like he'll be a bench option, surely, won't he? If I think did did, did Oliver come off? I think around about the sixty-five minute mark against MK. Maybe. So maybe because of yeah, maybe because of uh, fitness issues, he can't do the full ninety. In which case, Dixon Peters will be the obvious obvious player to come in and, and, and try and cause a bit of a bit of havoc and stuff. Yeah, let me just check that. So. Uh, I think he was subbed uh, off, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, 63 minutes, you're right. There yeah. you go. Yeah, so he got about just over an hour out of him. So I guess that's factored in with the lack of playing time, injuries, COVID, etc. So hopefully he might start to tie around the same kind of point. But I guess if he does, then we're going to be looking at this Norwich youth prospect coming on. Yeah, he was brought off for David Tadonda, who I think is a left back, left winger, who we haven't mentioned so far. So tactical sub by the look of it, probably, as you say, in probably injuries in mind there. So... Let's think about Ipswich then, and um, and you know the big question is is whether McKenna's going to stick with the three five two. I think you you wouldn't change well, it, would you? He's I, had a I, long I time with the training ground, hasn't he? But yeah, do, but he's had two yeah. really good performances in the base of the three five two, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, against Sunderland, certainly in the first half against Sunderland, and then Wickham. I really enjoyed the Wickham the Wickham game. Also, you know, I saw the the post match stuff that you did, and and I, I personally really enjoyed that performance. I thought it was a really really good display. I thought our in game management was decent. I liked the fact there were tactical tweaks. It was more of a three four three, I guess, wasn't it, with a Luco and Norwood sort of either side of Bond, and he tucked Norwood in when when to protect Penny a little bit. And you know, I just I really like what we've seen so far. So I think he will stick with the three at the back, and I guess it'll either be a, a two up top or a, or a three and we know nolan and colson will be out there the long-term absentees shock um, yeah. walton hopefully back selena i think has been ill a few have had covid haven't they and are recovering from that yeah i saw, I saw um, some pictures today carl edwards is back in training isn't he and they said that toto and rakeem harper were in training as of last last week at some point so the squad is slowly but surely getting back to to full fitness with only like you said nolan who's been out now for it must be coming up to a year now isn't it since he's been out and uh and Coulson obviously been back at Middlesbrough and I think did Chris Wilder say he was about four weeks away at the start of this week so potentially another month or so before he's back in the building which which I assume means that Penny will continue in the left wing back position yeah and I think Bailey Clements has been out injured as well but he's an option there as well we'll see I think probably it'll be minimal changes as you said Seb and that three at the back as well um I'll push you for a prediction. Let me give you some history. Um, we've only lost to Dillingham three times in our entire history in all competitions. And that includes that 3-1 defeat last season. And do you remember the 3-4, the 4-3 defeat under Royal, where basically we came from behind, um, if you pardon the expression, three times, and then they scored in the last minute. Um, and we also lost the year before, do you remember? In, it was the, we sacked Burley... And we lost 1-0 and it was the game where Joe Roy was basically confirmed. Everyone knew it was him and he was being announced on the Monday, I think. And then North Stand was singing, you can stick Joe Royal up your ass." Mm. Uh, so I remember that one as well. So yeah, we went, they were a bit of a bogey side for us in the early noughties. Not, I mean, not a team that we played masses um, over the years, but 13 town wins, 12 draws and three defeats. So what say you for Saturday? I think we'll win. Uh, I would have liked the game to have been on Boxing Day to you know, give McKenna a chance and build some momentum. I know they've had a, a positive result away from home at MK Dons, but I think we'll win. I'm going to go for a, a fairly comfortable 2-0. I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for a 1-0. I think, I think Gillingham are... Uh, no, no mugs and the MK draw is, is in it. I've said that three times now, haven't I? Um, Hat-trick ball there. Uh, I, and I think, yeah, there's those players coming back from injury are important for them. Draw away at MK isn't isn't a bad result either. So it shows that there's a little bit of fight there, but I think we'll have enough. We'll have more quality. It might be a little bit of a frustrating game, but I think we'll come out on top. Um, let's go to your fact of the week. And there's an Ipswich leaning towards it this year. There is, yeah. yeah. So not there's not, not the most not not the most information available about Gillingham, surprisingly. Um, but they first claimed their football league status back in nineteen twenty. However, seventeen years later they were voted out of the league and they were replaced by a certain Ipswich town. When the league was then expanded to ninety two clubs, twelve years later they were invited back in again. But yeah, we uh, we kicked them out later. back in nineteen twenty, yeah. There you go. We might be kicking them out of League One on Saturday. How about oh, there you go? Superb. What a link. Brought it round. Hosting, that's what we want. Um, in terms of other hosting bits and pieces, uh, worth mentioning a few bits and pieces in terms of plugs and information on what's happening this weekend. The flagship show is back, as always, um, out on Monday morning at the very latest, depending on when the guys record it. And Mikey in the host's chair, joined by Craig and Joe, talking about Gillingham. 
um, Blue Monday, itfc.co.uk is where you can find all the details for that. Um, all the links to our feeds, um, our podcast feed, our YouTube feeds, and all of our social medias. And worth just as well, drawing attention, we've mentioned it already as well, I've done an interview with Joe Sheehan, first team manager of the ITFC women's team. Really um, great insight from his perspective as a coach. Um, he came across as really meticulous, has a real plan, sets a really high benchmark for quality, um, has really good visions of the future and making the club a real uh, focal point for women's football development both locally and within the kind of wider East Anglian region and talks about the games coming up over the next few weeks as well. So um, I would say this, but really recommend listening to that, particularly if you're not familiar with the women's team and want to understand kind of how that works and listen to the kind of main man there, Joe. Um, And we've also got interviews with other people, Abby Lafayette, we mentioned uh, Christian Walton. We spoke to Christian Walton. If If you've got loads of Christian Walton love, like lots of people do at the moment, be great to sign him wouldn't it by the way seb absolutely yeah and if a lot of you have got the uh paul mariner book for christmas which you're looking judging by twitter a lot of people have then make sure you check out your interview with the author yeah mark donaldson um we will be getting him back we will announce details of our first book club podcast at some point in the next few weeks as well um there is your lot on announcements and housekeeping um let's let's, let's do the real quiz now come on seb And we mentioned it already, but a victory. Back. A sh- He's a ha- back. It's a sh- shallow, what's the hollow victory? That's what I mean. A win oh, is a win. Okay. doesn't matter if it goes in in the last minute off a deflection. A win is a win. Yeah, someone's shin. Yeah, early levers lingering around and not getting out. I, I, and that's fair enough. Um, my one was crap and definitely... definitely, was definitely you? Oh, crap. yours was the betting markets, wasn't it? Yeah, how pointless the, the betting easily markets swayed are for betting markets for League yeah, One managers, <laughs> which I don't really care about. But I was running out of ideas. Um, I think we've got a good one this week, though, don't you? I think I think it's a bit of a return to form. Yeah, I'm not running out of ideas this week. Um, do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Tactical. So my room 101 this week, obviously, it's very topical. Is the lack of transparency from the EFL and the Premier League around these COVID cancellations? Because all you get is a notification on Twitter or the Sky Sports website saying such and such a game is off due to COVID and injuries. You don't get any more detail than that. And obviously, I assume the clubs have to submit, you know, details of failed PCRs and that kind of thing to the to the football league. But but some of these squads, you know, the rule is you've got to have what 13 players and a goalkeeper, haven't you? That's what they said at the start of the season if you've got 13 players and a goalkeeper the tie goes ahead now some of these squads especially in the premier league christ you have squad numbers going into the 60s and they're just you know the, for whatever reason they're just finding loopholes in the systems to get round things like you said earlier with Gillingham, potentially maybe sometimes these things come at a good time for the clubs and it's not fair on the fans you know especially what happened over the christmas period part of christmas the christmas break for me is football you know you're guaranteed to get three games or so there's football on pretty much every day every night and it's just it's just not right you know too many of these clubs are using this as an excuse and the lack of transparency from the football league and the premier league is ridiculous they should publish more specific details about exactly why these games have gone off i saw it last night they've cancelled the um, efl semi-final tonight between arsenal and liverpool because um, they've had an outbreak in the liverpool um liverpool squad now i went to anfield i, I mentioned it previously on the uh, on the pod did i you? went to anfield yeah i did yeah and there was a player on the bench with a squad number of 88. Now, I know that doesn't mean they've got 88 registered players, but to me, it suggests they've got a lot more than 13 plus a goalkeeper. And, you know, it's too much of a convenient excuse when the pitches are hard and teams are on a bad run of form and they've got some injuries. It's a very, very convenient excuse to get some games called off. So for me, get rid of it. You know, teams should be forced to play. Um, and that's my Room 101 this week. And worth saying as well, I mean, we've been we've been the uh, the on the wrong side of a couple of fixtures where this has happened and not wishing to disparage anyone. But it is there's no coincidence that it's teams who have struggled or have got, yeah. you know. And and, and, if, and, if, and you're right, if there's, if there's nothing um, iffy going on, then there should be no issues with teams sharing details of, of yeah. test results, should there? I, yeah. I think that's a fair challenge. Yeah. You'd, have to name, you'd have to name the name specifically. You know, I'm not interested in that, but you should give specific details. You know, we have a, this number of positive PCRs, etc. And also, both Lincoln and uh, Gillingham, Gillingham we've discussed, have now signed a striker. And Lincoln went out yeah. and signed Morgan Whitaker from um, Swansea, didn't they? 
So he'll now be in their ranks before we're due to play them, whereas he wasn't when the original game was on. So the whole thing stinks for me personally. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. That is, the standard is, is good already. I'm feeling nervous now. I was quite confident before, but I'm not so much anymore. Let's see wh- whether I can fight fire with fire. Um, I am putting up to the intelligent um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls listening to the podcast, um, Twitter transfer clickbait accounts. Um, it's silly season now. I, I've got history on this podcast. I'm not a big fan of transfer windows. In fact, I tried to put transfer windows into Room 101. I just think it's fake jeopardy. It just serves to make some kind of, you know, arbitrary process for Sky to put yellow jackets and ties and stuff on and make a big song and dance about it. I just don't think it serves any useful purpose for for the benefits of the game. It benefits media. It benefits agents. It benefits um, clubs selling to panicked clubs who need to buy a striker at the last minute. What's worse for me, and, and we know that Twitter is not the greatest of places for sane and rational debate at the best of times, but these fake accounts and these fake in-the-know people in the know. who crop up, you know, I'm an EFL sider, I've been an agent. You know, part one of my favourite things to do when these accounts pop up and people, what they do, they make the mistake. And if you're going to do this, I'm after you. And here's how I'm going to get you. They find a random photo of a person on the internet. They go trawling through LinkedIn or something like that and get a professional looking photo. They come up with a fake name for that person. And then they say, I've been a football agent for the best part of 10 years. And I'm just, I want to share my insider knowledge with all of you guys, because I'm great like that. And, And what I do is I reverse search in Google, the image, find who the person is, and then get them, firstly report them. You've got to block and report. But I then reply to, I, before I do that, I reply to one of their tweets and say, is this you, dot, 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 question mark, and tell them who their photo really is. Um, and I, I just think, the, 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 you know, it's a bit of fun. I get I get that it's, you know, if you can't, if you didn't do GCSE history and were able to discern a, a biased source from a reliable source, <laughs> that's all I can remember from GCSE history, then I guess, you know, people are going to be kind of conned a bit and no harm of it. But a lot of people put, you know, get excited about this kind of stuff and get let down by it. And I just think, I just find it a little bit tedious, a little bit identity thefty, a little bit annoying. And I just think it's more more distraction, more circus for someone that is already a little bit pantomime in pantomime season that we don't need. So I'm putting in transfer Twitter clickbait in the no lie nonsense bullshittery no, it's a, yeah that's a it's a it's a good shout the, the mistake people always make as well once they see the headline they never actually click on the person's detail because when you do you always find out that these kind of you know efl super transfer insider has three followers and i'm no twitter expert but i'm fairly sure if they were they'd have a lot more than three followers so yeah do your research people it is silly season do your research but that's definitely not the winner this week the winner is covid yeah. think how many of your christmases were ruined because you couldn't go to gillingham on boxing day you couldn't watch Lincoln on iFollow. You couldn't watch a couple of Premier League games at night because it was cancelled. That's the winner this week. I mean, sticking out for Gillingham and Lincoln, they might have legitimately had shed loads of COVID positive tests. So what are you saying then? Well, fine, but make that tra- get bring that to the forefront. Let's see that. Oh, what, for, let's you? See, for you? For you? Who are you? Just for me. I want to set up a yeah, who are you? Uh, P- PCR insider on Twitter, <laughs> and I want to. I want that account to start tweeting with its seven followers. I want that account to start tweeting exactly how many people. No, I, I want more detail from the EFL. So the EFL should come out and say instead of just saying Burnley versus Newcastle is postponed due to COVID, they should come out and say Burnley is Newcastle postponed because Burnley have. 19 positive PCR tests and Newcastle have 17 or something. Just a little bit more detail behind it. And they shouldn't be allowed to use injuries as a factor either. Because if the player's injured, he's injured. Fair enough. Fair enough. My, my, my sources are telling me that they've had five positive tests. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, yeah, hopefully a, a much stronger showing from 7i this week. I definitely feel like we've Maybe the break did us good. better. Yeah, re-energized, regrouped. Where we have, you know, relaxed a little bit. But I am going to run out of stuff. Or we've just got grumpy over Christmas. The two of us, you buy me by cancelled football, and you by uh, by made up in the no Twitter accounts. Transfer bollocks. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Um, Let's play the theme tune once more. 
That is your lot. Seb, thank you as always for your hard work and research and insight. Um, we will see what happens on the Twitter poll for Room 101. We'll put that out along with the links for the show. So go and check that out on Twitter. As we mentioned, bluemondayitfc.co.uk for all the details of what's going on with us, our shows, our links, and all that kind of fun stuff available there. Um, worth mentioning again, our friends at the Greyhound um, who support us on this show. Um, we know it's um, an away day this weekend, but if you're hanging around Suffolk, Ipswich way this weekend, you're not going down to Chittingham, why not pop into the Greyhound and have a cheeky pint of Adnams, say hello to the lovely people working there, and bear it in mind for um, the next home game, which... I haven't Accrington even on the twenty acting at home on the twenty second. We got a break, yeah. So Bolton away next weekend. We're so away at Bolton next week. Row, yeah, nice, yeah, a nice local one for me. And then we're at home to Accrington. So yeah, pre-Accrington, get yourselves down there, get in the booth with the heaters, and you won't even feel the cold. There you go. There you go. Salesman, um, brilliant stuff. Um, and also check out our interviews uh, we mentioned with Joe Sheen and need to thank as well Kieran Stanley for joining us. Um, impromptu news there. Well, um, always good to get other voices on the pod. Um, so yeah, um, thank you everyone for listening and getting us this far. And um, Seb, I'll, have you got anything to say? Final word. You, I, well, I'm I'm going to come to you and give you the final word. So you need to come up with something. So there you go. Thanks for watching, everyone. I'll hand over to Seb. Have a great time, everyone that's going to Gillingham. It's a new year, hopefully a successful year for Ipswich Town. Come on, you blues, and vote for COVID cancellations. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.